Hello and welcome to Travis Pepper Mentoring a Moron, the show where we take your recommendations on what to watch, read, listen to and get inspired by. So after a week off to sort out our own personal breakdown, we are back and breaking down our personalities in this episode before we get into reviewing Sapiens by Yuval Noah Harari and Daniel Schloss's Dark. Enjoy. It's good to be back. You sometimes feel like a moron Don't worry, we've got one too Because we're not that clever But we make it all up With our can-do attitude So if you like a bit of banter With me and this old wanker We've got just the thing for you We've got lots of content and it won't make sense It's the Travis Pepper Show Hello, hello my name is Luke and I come from down under I come from a land down under I used to, I don't anymore No you um, don't Nice to see you Because you, you nice. ran away didn't you? <laughs> 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 yeah I did run away, I ran yeah. away, we've been through that And you ran away on me last yes. week Yes, so you did. <laughs> You what did. a great place to start. I We've, know. Um, we scared a few up. people this week. Did we? Did we actually scare some people? Mm. Well, it was quite funny because you were sending me screenshots of um, um, conversations with people who'd messaged you saying, yeah, I know, oh, what, what happened to Travis? You know, he, uh, why is he being so weird about this? I... I I like how you neglected to forward any of the ones that were, oh, what did you do to Travis? Oh. Any of the ones that put you in it. Because it was completely one-sided what you sent me. And I only found out, was it, on Saturday that people were like, Luke, what the, what the fuck have you done? But it's definitely your fault. It's not his. <laughs> everybody, everybody, most people that like messaged me were like, what have you said? Like you've said something that's pissed him off and mm. upset him. And most people assumed that it was me that had done something to upset you. So we yeah. should probably explain. Yeah. So for people that didn't see the Instagram story, let's explain what happened. Yeah. We, two weeks ago, we did an episode with Abby Blairs. Abby. Yeah. Dating and, uh, uh, coach and matchmaker. coach. And matchmaker, there we go. And she came on and gave us some kind of insight into why we're <laughs> fucked in the head when it comes to relationships. And um, then basically last week we didn't do an episode and I went on to the Instagram story and said that the reason we didn't do an episode <laughs> was because Travis and I had had a lover's tiff and that he was refusing to talk to me even though I'd sent him a lovely present on Valentine's Day. And uh, that was all bullshit. It was basically because I hadn't done the homework and the homework wasn't ready in time. So that's why we weren't here last week. But we had quite a few people that believed that lie. Like they were just like straight yeah, away, you've this, definitely this done was, something. This was baffling for me. I was, because I posted your, I you posted your story and it was only like yeah. six or seven hours later that I actually checked it. And it was when a fr friend of mine went, What's happened? I was like, <laughs> okay, well, in my head, all that's happened so far is Luke hasn't done the homework and I made it <laughs> his responsibility 
to post a statement about it. So there's only really one thing that could have happened here. <laughs> and so I so I checked so I checked it and I went back to the mate and I said <laughs> I said, oh um um maybe maybe i'll fuck off to thailand then if this was really happened and she was like yeah that's what i was yeah. gonna say <laughs> yeah so no 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 that was very good that response did make me laugh it was just like i mean i just do the classic thing instead of accepting responsibility for the fact that i've not done what i should have done the easier thing is just to throw travis under the bus for some reason and yeah. everybody believes that the other beautiful thing about it is two there's two things everyone a believes that i'm a dick enough to say something to upset you and everyone believes that you're emotionally like, <laughs> in tune enough to be upset about it and ignore me for a week like <laughs> well one of our friends so well. one of our friends was adamant that we that i'd had gone to thailand uh, she she was adamant that that she was like this travis guy he's usually really chill but he's he's run away to thailand <laughs> he's, he's cracked yeah. It only take a certain amount of time. To be honest, so. if anyone was going to mm. make me crack, mm. I think you'd you'd give it a good shot. Like if anybody oh. I know would would make me crack, it, you'd be a you'd be a top vote for most people. I think. Ah, I'm touched. I'm I'm weirdly yeah. honoured by that. Like <laughs> you should be, <laughs> of course. <laughs> <laughs> my annoyance shines through so much that um, I'd be one to, to such make a high crack. level. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. I um I would I think I would have missed you if if we were seriously in a scuffle. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. But yeah. because it was all love and jokes and I'm glad that we had the extra week as well because I definitely needed it. If we'd have shown yeah. up last week I'd have been even more of a shambles than I usually am. Um yeah. but we could talk about that later. One thing I wanted to talk to you about is have you done the personality test? Yeah, yeah, I've done, I've, done, I've done the personality test. I'm actually just realised that and I'm bringing up my results in a minute now. Uh, so. uh, do you understand your results? Because I looked at my results and was like, I don't have a fucking clue what any of this means. Well, I I saw my results and I I thought, oh, I'm, I'm in all of the kind of categories that Abby said that I should be in. So, yay! <laughs> Does this mean I've passed the test? Um... But there were some interesting bits in there. Hold on. Let me let me get it up. Do you want me to try and get mine up as well? So you yeah. can talk me through what my results mean? Because I actually genuinely don't know what my results mean. Sure. Well, um, before we do that, I feel like something's overdue. And uh, because you managed to throw me under the bus this week, I think there's, oh, yeah. there's a way that you could apologize. So uh, back in season one, a certain yes. album... Didn't make yeah. it into the uh, didn't make it into the uh, podcast, and you said yeah, that no, you made a mistake, and you think it should have gone in. So we've been putting Agreed. this off. We haven't we haven't we haven't put the album in yet. But no, I think now might be a nice time where we could uh, actually Fuck, put the album. I was going to like write a proper heartfelt apology about you know really from the heart about how I felt that I'd made a mistake and I don't have one because I'm not prepared, but now nah, fuck that. Yeah. Just put my album in. <laughs> oh, right. You don't want an apology from me. No, I do want, want an apology. To... Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I think. <laughs> I 
Tick, 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 tick. Monkey with symbols, monkey with symbols. Smash, 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 smash. Now, I was trying to use a big word, but I didn't know which big word it was that I needed. Do you want to give me the big words and I'll pick it for you? I was trying to say, if is it like... Like not recover, but reprise, or I don't know if I don't know if reprise is the right word. I don't know what fuck I'm looking for. What, what are you trying to say? It, well, use it in ba- a, can you try and use know. it in a sentence? Yeah, I can't because I don't know. I'm I'm trying to basically say if I can kind of re, I don't know, relive the situation again, knowing what I know now. I guess that's what I'm <laughs> trying to say. If I could go back and relive that album, if knowing, I could turn back time. Doo, doo, doo. If I can find a way, <laughs> I would put it in the playlist. Um, but yeah, basically, if I could go back in time and know what I know now about how much more, because when I listen to this, you know, my defense, when I listen to this album from um, My Chemical Romance, my I'd never really ever dipped my toe into the world of Scream. I just... The, the screamo music scene to me was just something I knew. I was one of those people that I knew without even trying that I wasn't going to like it. Just it isn't me. You know? <laughs> you know, one of those that's like, do you like Brussels sprouts? No. Have you ever tried them? No. And I obviously was forced. <laughs> this is your Brussels sprout. <laughs> <laughs> this is my Brussels sprout. Okay. Yeah. Um, the My Chemical Romance album was the first time I sat down and thought, I'm going to eat a Brussels sprout. And... I didn't like it. And I thought to myself, this is awful. So I'm not going to put it into the Travis Pepper playlist. But then as you go on and in the world and you try more Brussels sprouts that are arguably worse than the original Brussels sprout, <laughs> you start to realise actually that first Brussels sprout wasn't too bad. So... <laughs> admittedly, I've listened to the album several times again. And there was a period ah. where I, yeah, there was a period where I was like, oh God, I am starting to like this annoyingly. <laughs> and uh, I thought, how do I get back? So to the members of my chemical romance, hurt as they are, I apologize for my naivety. I apologize for everything I previously said about your album. It's not as shit as I made it out to be. And it does deserve to be in the Travis Pepper playlist. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, everybody. I've let myself down. I've let myself down and my family down. It is when it's the Travis Pepper playlist time. It's going in. It is when it's the Travis Pepper playlist time. So what's the album, Luke? What's the album Um, you love? The album is Welcome to the Black Parade by My Chemical Romance. Russell Sprout Edition. Limited Brussels sprout edition. <laughs> I'm just imagining a vinyl that's like green and Brussels sprout coloured. <laughs> do, do you see the? Do you see? Do you see why now? I, this is this is again another reason why I suck at relationships because I try to make an apology. I fluff my words like I did, and I end up somehow coming up with some shit analogy of how it relates to a Brussels sprout. And no. yeah, so I, I've even forgotten the whole problem to begin with. I'm just thinking of Brussels sprouts. You've distracted me. I think it's a great apology. 
Nicely yeah. done. <laughs> well, thank you. I was going to say, like, you know what I did for when I was doing Travis Pepper versus the Rag, those kind of like big scenes. I was going to do something yeah, and yeah. put music, put music behind it. But you've basically done the female thing and said. P- push me into the spotlight and said do it now <laughs> i apologize <laughs> well to be fair this <laughs> how long ago did we say that it, yeah you about, said three, it was about three weeks about yeah three weeks. it was a good while ago <laughs> there's there's things on my list to do that um so one is you know, like when we have our little season break right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i want to pers- persevere on the Kim Jong-un and Mr. Tickle book of yep. how we're going to get that published somewhere. I've got to make, I want to make a video that goes with your audio. So like the little characters, they they move and we can put that on YouTube so that people can watch the animation yeah, yeah, with yeah. the audio. Something else I want to do. I want to download, uh, actually we'll talk about that in a second. I wanted to do the My Chemical Romance thing. And then I wanted to do the dating thing when like we've got two or three weeks off because it's a really good time to do that challenge of yeah. 15 minutes every night when we haven't got any reading and we haven't got other things as well. So I wanted to do all of that. Um, and, and hoping and, that lockdown's a bit lifted for, for the time. Well, Boris yeah. is having a go now, isn't he? He's having a chat now as we speak. So he's doing his... Welcome to the Travis Pepper Show. Oh, yeah, that was the Christmas edition. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> kind of Boris-inspired, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, it was. Well, it was because yeah. I put the artwork of Boris Johnson up. Uh, Christmas is cancelled, uh, but the best we could do is a Christmas special edition of the Travis Pepper Show. Uh, enjoy. <laughs> um, it was a good, good show. Good show. So that, but also... How cool is the app I found where we can double date on the same app? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> I'd say I'd say we need to, I'd say we uh we do it singly for a bit obviously do the challenge as a whole but we need to we need to do it we need to do some double dating a week a so week we need to do it. We could be on we'll be on it for like an hour a day. <laughs> 100% we need to sign up as a pair and do that. Um mate, if it's not great branding for the podcast, I don't know what it is. Um but 100% we when I found that that you could like set up as a pair and go double dating, I was like, right, problem solved. Travis can do my homework <laughs> this, for me. Damn it. <laughs> I knew that was coming. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that's that. Could, that could be how we just do it for the rest of our lives. Every day, bring uh, one or two, <laughs> one along. Do you know what would be really funny though is if we found another couple, obviously of girl females that were like us. One that was <laughs> you like, called them a couple, was... like we're a couple. Yeah, okay. <laughs> no, but one, yeah, but one that's like stupid and a bit and the other one that kind of looks after the stupid one <laughs> what and we'll just swap we're like oh you, you you want my moron yeah i'll take yours yeah that's fine <laughs> swap swapping idiots and i'm like yeah come on um so yeah i do want to do that challenge with abby although yeah i won't yeah i i, I do want to do it well maybe um, you shouldn't let's look at your results <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say, I want to understand what the results mean. Uh, what? How do you find the results? Uh, so you log on to uh, yourpersonality.net and then you've got to click on the track side. So it's, Yourpersonality.net. Oh, isn't... You haven't done the wrong one, have you? I think so. <laughs> Your, no, this is it. Old dated website. Uh, options. Did you say Options. 
Um, no. Hold on. No, no. Track. It track. should be uh, on the bottom right. Great or, content for people. Yeah. Try clicking it says, this. Thing. It says get started, but I've done it before. Have you logged in? I'm logged in as Luke. <laughs> so it's forgotten oh, you. No, no, no. No, no, no. Sorry, sorry. It was starting me as... Yeah, I've got track. Mm-hmm. Yeah, found, so we'll go look at that. Now. It says view results. Yep. I'll click view results. I think it's, lo- I think, I think it's loading. Um, but like I say, then on this page you can... Oh, you have to choose the graph, don't you? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So the first yeah, one I'm is in, I'm in, I'm in. is looking at your tr- looking at the traits that we have, um, and you get given a graph where on the x-axis you have your anxiety rated from one to five, and your avoidance rated from one to five. So these were the things that Abby talked about last um, last week, and so um, two weeks ago technically, but yeah. Yeah, last episode. So so according to attachment theory and research, there are two fundamental ways in which people differ from one another in the way that they think about close relationship. First, some people are more anxious than others. People who are high uh, who are high in attachment-related anxiety tend to worry about whether others really love them and often fear rejection. People low on this dimension are much less worried about such matters. And then the second one is that some people are more avoidant than others and people who are high in attachment related to avoidance are less comfortable depending on this, um, others and opening up to others. I think I understand this graph now. This is hilarious. Oh God. <laughs> so, so what it did. Oh my God, it says, it says at the bottom. Ah, mm-hmm. so my general attachment style is dismissing and avoidant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So basically, uh, we answered a load of questions about our, you know, relationships ah. with your mother, father, potential partner, or current partner, and uh, friend. And then it took you, um, yeah, it, it positioned each of these uh, on the graph, and then took a general overview of all of your relationships. So, in the bottom left, if you're less avoidant and less anxious, you are mm. secure. If you're more anxious, yeah. you're preoccupied. If you're more ah, avoidant, you're more dismissing. And if I you're both, this then now. you're fearful. And you're, so, Luke, you've got you're in the top left of this. So you're you're I'm in the top left. Yeah, general I'm relationship. I've got some insecure, but most of them I'm dismissing. Mm-hmm. Um, do you know what you? I chose you as my friend, okay. and you are slap bang on the line between secure and dismissing. Really? Oh. And wait, that's, so that's what's lower? You your mum? My mum is in the secure section. Yeah, my mum's the lowest. Yeah, mother mother is the lowest. Uh, apparently my partner is in between you and my mum, but I don't have one. So I don't know how that's happened. Yeah, um, so they ask you questions based on like how you think you would talk to a partner. So for me, okay. it's um, uh, mother, father, friend are all insecure it, so they are in the secure section of the graph, so they're all yeah. secure. Um, but my uh, partner, potential partner, just got into the uh, preoccupied square, so the slightly anxious square. So, um, so yeah, the preoccupied, the light. Uh, so wait, yours the one. You're dismissing, avoidant, and 
So the light blue area in the upper left represents the dismissing avoidant areas of the space. People who are dismissing in their relationships are also not comfortable opening up to others and depending on or having others depend on them. In addition, they are not concerned with the question of whether the person truly cares about them. So that was with where your one, your, that was your general one. Yeah. Um, my, my general one was secure. So it says people who are secure in their relationships are comfortable depending on others and having the other person depend on them. Moreover, they are relatively unconcerned about whether the other person truly cares about them. But my partner one was in the preoccupied as well, which is the more go. anxious, which is the preoccupied region. Uh, people who are preoccupied in their relationships are worried that the other person is not or will not be available when needed. They would like to depend on the other person and have that person depend on them, but feel that such a dependence is not reciprocal. Yeah. They're quite interesting. We're not going through all of these, are we? Because I'm bored after one. No, that's fine. But <laughs> so it's I'm, quite interesting. interesting it, they compare though, the you the, to averages as well. So I'm more secure than most people. I'm as, anx yep. as anxious as most people, and I'm less avoidant than most people, according to the second. I class. can see you being less avoidant. I can see you being less avoidant, more anxious, but you are quite secure until you do a runner on me. <laughs> but like, this is the thing I have the proof I, I wouldn't run away to Thailand <sighs> yeah I wouldn't nice spend could, money though, to avoid person it? um, it'd be nice if we could yeah it would be oh you need to do your graph over time as well there's one that's about narcissism as well so part of the test which is cool um, and I'm slight the average person undersells themselves and I'm slightly above that. So I don't you under undersell un yourself. I don't undersell myself apparently. So So you uh, oversell yourself. That's don't undersell yourself, isn't it? Well no, there's a gap in between. I don't I I, I don't undersell myself as much as most the average person does. Where but do you have to look at that? That is in the uh, <coughs> that is in the oh. narcissism if you choose the graph. And click on uh, narcissism. Uh, which graph? Are you, are you still on attachment styles? No, you, you click choose a graph and then you click yep. narcissism just under personality traits. I don't have that. I've got life events after that one. I don't have any narcissism on there at all. Um, in the first section? So Cho what? Choose a graph. So I've got two, two sections, but... And there's not, there are two narcissisms and there are two personality traits as well. And you no, choose the first I've one. Got, I haven't got that at all. I've got ah, attachment cool. styles, attachment styles, subject well-being, relationship functioning, personality traits, yeah. life events. Have you got the person, go on the personality traits? Because this, this judges your extroversion, agreeableness, neuroticism, and open to experiences. Personality traits? Cons and mm. yeah. Conscientiousness. Yeah, what was your... So what, what, what's yours? Because you've got um, you've got the national average, I think it is. Yep. And you've got your score next to the national average. So okay. So if you're talking about being an extrovert, I'm like pretty much double the norm. Yeah. Same. So it says I'm ext <laughs> extremely extroverted. If it's agreeableness, I'm like about halfway. So I'm not even I'm not half the norm of agreeableness. Not half the norm. Um, okay, I'm more. No. I'm more agreeable. 
Yeah, you would be more agreeable. That makes sense. What about conscientiousness? Um, tendency so to be tendency organized. Tendency to be compassionate. Uh, I'm about average for that. Pretty much bang on. Okay, Just so slightly, slightly lower. Your average for tendency to be organized, dependable, disciplined, dutiful, and aim for achievement. Yeah, I'm just about the yeah, average. About average. Oh, yeah, well, that's what this graph says. Yeah, nice. Um, I'm less. <laughs> ne- ne- neuroticism. I'm average I'm like neurotic. A, I'm smidge. I'm a tiny smidge. Oh. Really small. So your tendency to experience unpleasant emotions easily, such as ang- anger, anxiety, depression. and fu- Well, I was the one of that one runaway emotion. to time. Yeah, one emotion. <laughs> <laughs> Bagpipes emotions and that's it. Uh, yeah, and his cool. openness to experience, I'm like just above the five out of five mm. for me. Maximum experiences. I hope that was more interesting for people than I think it's going to come out being. I don't think that's going to be very interesting for people to listen to. Well, maybe they they've got a picture in their heads. If they if people are interested, the the website is yourpersonality.net. And the idea is to track it over time and see how you change. But um, I don't know what to take away from this. Maybe we need to get back in touch with Abby and she can tell us what it all means and uh, <laughs> whether we should seek professional help. Well, we don't seem that far off average. Um, I want to know how things went on Saturday. Do we have time for that? What, ha- what, what happened? You, uh, you were shindigging, weren't you? Yeah, we did a little murder mystery. To- you got anything to fill me in on? Um. No, no, not really. Oh, uh, I missed it. Some some people uh, shelfhead looked good in uh, loop earrings, and Big Bird looked good in a wig. Yeah, oh, they had to be females, did they? Yeah, yeah, they dressed up. Um, I heard you look like a uh, Elton John. Uh... Elton John meets Ozzy Osbourne. Yeah. That's a, that was a good, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Elton John meets Ozzy Osbourne after being starved a bit. Yeah, that's uh, that's after that's being usually, starved. Yeah, yeah. Um, were there any other goods? Are you starved at the moment? Then you're not eating. No, but I'm 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 skinny, aren't I? You've always been skinny, though. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I'm not. Your I'm not the must, one that's your starved. Must have had Elton no John's problems. the one starved. <laughs> you, your mum must have had no problems when she was giving birth. I reckon it just like I was a big tr- child. Was ya? I was Can't like see that. I was over nine pounds. Um and uh my dad said his first thought was when he saw me was how the fuck did he fit in there? And um <laughs> <laughs> And I was a big fat baby and my granddad were he he kind of thought, yes, yes, he's gonna be a rugby player, he's gonna be a number eight. And uh, yeah, he's going to grow up and make the family proud. And uh, yeah, <laughs> sorry, Grandpa. <laughs> scrawny little runt. <laughs> well, the joke is that I've actually got the same amount of body fat as I did when I first came out. Nothing's changed. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's probably accurate. That's probably accurate. Yeah. How, did, how do you find out how much you weigh at birth? Probably scales. No, I, I understand that part. As in, how but do like, I know? Yeah. Because my parents told me. Did what well, they just walked in one day and were like, Travis, did you know you were a fat little shit when you were born? Oh, no, I probably saw a baby picture and I was like, that's me, that's chubby. And they were like, well, <laughs> yeah, when you first wow. came out. But I've seen pictures what? of like 
my sister next to my cousin who were born around like within a couple of months of each other. And my, like my sister's like twice the size of him. So uh, she's a big girl. Yeah. Now he's the tall one. Yeah, but. Yeah, because I would never fun. ever want to go up to my mum and be like, oh, by the way, how much did I weigh when I was born? Well, when you uh, find I- out the babies are weighed, surely the first thing you want to know is like, how much did I no. weigh? Why not? No, I don't, because I, I don't care. I don't, why, why, why do I want to know how much? It's all a little bit too close to home, that, for me. I don't like it. Really? <laughs> this is an yeah. odd thing. No, <laughs> this is an like odd it. thing to, to get, so get squeamish. upset about. It's just the yeah. idea of childbirth and like... Yeah, it's just all like makes me go like... I don't want to go up to mum and be like, oh mum, how much did I weigh when I popped out your vagina? Like I've just got no interest in it. But Jesus Christ! <laughs> <laughs> it just doesn't... Like, doesn't just, I could just imagine like one of your mates being like, I've just had a new baby boy. And you go, oh, childbirth. <laughs> and then like, <laughs> 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 talking about that, look, talking about my mates having kids. I've got one on the table. Here he is. Oh, <laughs> publicizing <Yeah>. this. <laughs> Hashes. I call him Hashes. Um, his real name, his real name is Archie. But I call him Hashes. Of course you get so. that. Yeah, it's customary for Luke Pitkin to give someone a a different name. Different name. Um, So it is really funny that on my desk where I sit and work, there's a photo of me holding a newborn baby, which doesn't belong to me. (laughs) Belongs to my friend. That's still (laughs) sweet. He was like that. He got me that for Christmas. I got a. I got a, I got a post I got something in the post and it was like Tesco photo and I was like how what the fuck is this and then I opened it I was like, oh, it's hashes and nice. uh, yeah sitting on my desk actually weirdly got the same shirt Uncle on Luke today. Uncle Tuna yeah <laughs> there we go no I look at you dressed up but yeah I don't know I just wouldn't want to go and have a conversation with my old dear about childbirth I'm just I'll push it's- that one down the track. But it's I can an see aspect you of cracking life. on with Liz. I can see you cracking on with Liz and being like, right, Liz. Talk yeah, me I think, the I think, I think you're just you're just trying to be ignorant about it deliberately. Like Ooh. Well, no, like it's like the more you know about how how people work, you know, the more you understand about life. It's like the book that we just read about, uh, you know, understanding you know, what humans, what they do, why they do it. And uh, you know, the more we know, the more aware we can be. And uh, the more Talking we can come together that, right. as a two community. Yeah, very nice. Very nice, Travis. Thanks, man. Um, <laughs> that, that's, that's, that is an incredibly good segue. I will give it to you. Yes. So the book that we're going to talk about is the history. Well, it's called Sapiens. History of Humankind mm-hmm. by Yuval Noah. Is that you pronounce his name? I can't see it at the moment, but right, okay. yeah, maybe. I think, I think, I think it's Yuval Noah. Um, mm-hmm. Should we just call him Mr. Fantastic instead? It's easier. <laughs> <laughs> just choosing random names now. <laughs> Go on, then. Yeah, so, yeah, Sapiens, A Brief History of Humankind by Yuval Noah Harari. Harari. Um, yeah, so this guy is a... It's a book that's based on some lectures that uh, this, this uh, gentleman did um, at the University of Jerusalem or the Hebrew University of Jerusalem. Um, the guy is a yeah, yeah, lecturer on human development and human cognitive development. So, uh, yeah, it goes through the history of basically humankind and everything we've been up to. 
since the very beginning and to now when we've got our podcasts. So, mm. yeah. It's, and it's that's the thing. Cool. That's the thing that got me about this book is because they throw so many claims out there. And it's like, how do you know? That this happened. He's like, 70,000 years ago, this happened. I can't tell you what I did last week. Do you know what I mean? I'm like, how do you know? <laughs> it's not like you had to be there to remember it. <laughs> yeah, but how is he feeling? <laughs> he doesn't show any of his workings. That's what I mean. He just like throwing some bold statements out there. If I said to you, oh, yeah, there's going to be 40,000 people all in the field next door to me. You know, doing kick-ups next week, you'd be like, well, how's that happening? What? I mean, like, he... What do you mean, what? Like, <laughs> what? if I just... <laughs> yeah, it's just like, you know, it's, it's it's the same as if, you know, someone was like, you know, you've seen stuff with dinosaurs uh, in, like, a museum, and you're like, okay, dinosaurs. But you don't question how, like, they were around, and, you know, that they, takes an expert. <laughs> they, they, they found bones and stuff. Yeah. With dinosaurs. Yeah. So they've, they've found human bones. They've found human tools as well. They found... Okay. Um, so they're uh, judging this based on what they've found. Yeah, and they've got very, very complex modelling software that would, you know, track how people would move, kind of know where, based on how the Earth is divided up into the little tectonic plates, uh, which areas, uh, different places would be, be able to access, like um, at the beginning of time, uh, well... In early history, there was uh, what was called the Pangaea, which was all of the land masses on the Earth made one huge land mass. And then it, as it developed, it broke off into different parts. Um, so because they worked out that, they could work out where humans could be, yeah, um, and where they could access early on and why they stopped ac accessing certain places um, and why we had different species in different places of the world um, and stuff like that. I did find that bit really interesting. I, I, yeah, a lot of this was, was interesting. And it's funny that you said that you can't remember what happened last week because mm. one of the interesting, really, really interesting parts of me were they were talking about a uh, very significant part, the agricultural revolution. And yep. in the book, he talks about how this wasn't actually a good idea for the individual um, no. and how, you know, humans uh, with the hunter-gatherer kind of set up, you got very diet, you ate lots of different things every day you were designed to walk for ages and climb trees to get stuff but we found that you know agriculture and actually setting up a, a sustainable farming area um would logically produce more food and everyone would be happier but what it did was it meant more working hours uh throughout the the week so it was hunter-gatherer would have averaged about 30 hours a week total of hunter-gathering the rest was spent like cracking jokes around a fire basically so i was like yeah it's like having a podcast it's great and um but yeah this agricultural revolution happened people started farming with the idea that oh it'd be better but you ended up with uh an influx of population as opposed to an a surplus of food uh and everyone was staying in the same place in very close quarters which meant more diseases and stuff and all of this was like a bad idea the thing was, you don't really, because there was no writing at the time, mm -hmm. you don't know what life was like before two generations ago. You've only got what your granddad's saying. You know, you got your granddad saying like, oh, back in my day, life was so much better. And he's talking about, 
you know, when you didn't have, you know, your eye rock or something like that. And you can't tell any more past that at that point. So uh, we now know from archaeology and digging everything up, but the people in the agricultural revolution didn't even know that there was ever a hunter-gatherer thing going on before them because That's no true. one was there. I didn't think yeah. about that. And yeah, that, that, yeah. that was the weird, that was the coolest, because what I liked about this book is every time I had a question, I was like, hey, wait a minute, sir. If that's the case, then why would, and then the next page would be, and I'm sure you're thinking, why don't we yeah, ask yeah. this? And I'd be like, oh, okay, didn't know the question was coming. Sorry, <laughs> carry on. <laughs> <laughs> and often I was like, so I was listening there and I was like, well, why, if the agricultural revolution was so bad, why the hell did we evolve? Oh, that's okay. Yeah, sorry. I'll shut yeah. up now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> sorry, mate. <laughs> and yeah, you're just acting on like two He's generations worth Yeah, no, I thought that was cool. Like he was- the, you, you mentioned he, fire and I thought fire was cool. Like how the 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 fact that it changed and made made it accessible for Homo sapiens oh, to cut eat. Out. Don't do this. Oh no, I'm not. Don't I'm still do it here to me. On, uh... It says it says to me that Sorry, you've you cut got out red. Oh no, it says your internet connection. Yeah, is that unstable. might be me. Uh, anyhow, it's got you've got red bars, but well, I'm the one that's recording, we... so. <laughs> Here we go. I think we're back. Um, Fire. Yeah, basically. Yeah. When he was saying about how it enabled Homo sapiens to eat and cook things that they couldn't eat before, which they think contributed mm -hmm. to like, and I've never thought about that, like how that would have contributed to keeping us warm, to allowing us to eat more, um, mm -hmm. protecting us, light source. It's like quite important fire. Um which yeah, because you're like, oh, I've got to be home because <laughs> I've got to be back home by a certain time because that's when there's no more sky fire. So, <laughs> you know, because they haven't discovered normal fire. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it it was limiting oh, right, before. Yeah. yeah. And and the other thing as well that I found interesting was you said about the... Um, you said about the agricultural revolution mm. and how that was supposed to create more food yeah. to make life better, but it probably made living conditions worse. Yeah, and because it created then... more, more people. You could feed more people. And I think it was, you know, people didn't have to, it was easier to stay pregnant because you were just staying in one place. You didn't have to migrate at all. So it was like, eh, yeah. well, just more kids. Great. <laughs> more kids. And he then Ew, likened says that. Luke, childbirth. Well, I'm sure the Neanderthals weren't popping out of the, the Homo sapiens weren't popping out being like, how much was that one? <laughs> they were just like cracking on. Let's get some grains. Hold Let's it get some grains in us. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But you from your, oh, so I liked how he linked that to modern day with technology in being like technology was built to, or supposedly was created on the premise, things were created on the premise that it would save us time. You know, like email. Email would save us mm. time, allow us to stop writing as many letters, be able to communicate much faster than we could before, making our lives easier. But actually, all it's done is mm. just sped the treadmill up and you're expected to get more done. We don't live a life now where yeah, yeah. We, send, we do less because, we, you know, like you would e you'd write a letter, wait for two weeks for it to come back. Now it's just like instantaneous emails. You don't wait two weeks in between. 
until you get an email back, you're just expected to do more. And I was like, mm. I've never thought about it like that. But it is true. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it does. It's, it, you, you do it to like save yourself time, but there's always someone else that's going to put in more time, use it to put in more time. And because that yeah. person puts in more time, now you have to put in more time because, you know, that person's raising the bar and it's like, uh, that's the rat that's race. capitalism. Capitalism, baby. Which got its own chapter in this book. It's so significant. Yeah, I, I and kind good. of got a little bit bored. I, I was really interested in like the humans and like growing up. And and I, mm-hmm. I sat and thought for ages about them getting to Australia. You know, because I did think that. How did the little fuckers get to Australia? <laughs> the little like, fuckers. <laughs> if, 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 you, if you and me now were put on the shores and told, right, because they didn't even know Australia was there. So, mm. like, they must have been setting off into... Or, or would the plates have been closer together? Would they have been able to well, see they the Well, they would have been closer. Um, but it, it, as sailing and stuff and the boats developed, you know, you, you can always make a better boat, make a better boat. So, you know, logically, they could, get, they could get further out. Maybe, you know, there's a halfway point where they go, oh, that's the land we came from. We can see that. Wait a minute. There's some land over there that's kind of looking the same that we couldn't see from uh, over there. So, like, if, if you're in the Mediterranean, you can be, um, you can quite easily be uh, see the bottom of Greece whilst uh, seeing the. It's not Egypt, is it? Like, you, you can see, you know, Europe, at the top of Africa, and the bottom of Europe at certain points on. Uh, because that's what really fascinated me i thought that takes balls that takes balls to like get a couple of banana leaves together and just be like yeah we're going to have this and then off they go into into their expedition to find australia the other thing that then it got me thinking about is because it obviously talks about christopher columbus right finding um what did he find he found america didn't he yeah um the united states and then then and you know what that made me think how cool would it be if your career could be an explorer and you were like, when I grow up, I'm going to be an explorer because there's things to be explored that haven't been found. Yeah. And you just, you just set off. What a career that would have been. Like now you can't be an explorer. We've got it all, apparently, unless we're in a big conspiracy like Jim Carrey in, what's it, what's it in? Truman what's Show. What's that film? That's the one. Yeah. Um, well, there's unless, um, unless it's that situation, but the ocean, that, like, the ocean's still unexplored. If you were to be an explorer today, I guess it would be either hooked in with uh, space exploration or deep sea exploration. Like those would be the two options now. But yeah, land exploration. I don't know. We every now and then there's a, a tribe that comes up that we hadn't made contact with before, and it's like, ah, let's go destroy them or something i don't know mate i'd be so excited if you if you and me were getting our little backpacks together and <laughs> i was like yep we're going off exploring i'd be like i'd be buzzing yeah it'd be cool. so like i really enjoyed that but then there there was the whole piece in the middle about empires that mm, loved that if i'm brutally honest i kind of was a little bit mm, less in you love the empires part yeah and this is going to be I was less interested super in dorky as well um so a lot of what I what was written about the empires was putting into context stuff that I knew I know from video games. So kind of these these computer games where you play as a civilization and you've got to build up a civilization and beat the other civilizations. It's got loads of references to stuff like uh, the Babylonian 
empire and the persian empire with king darius and stuff like that and it was in this book that they were saying like so yeah when king darius was in persia he did this 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 and i'm like oh that's what that all means and it was kind of put in context together which i've really enjoyed um but and i do like the kind that kind of point of history i like like classical history greek empire building and stuff like that that's my that's my jam it was dinosaurs and swords those were my highlights as a kid Hmm. Yeah, I just I just felt like they what he went on a lot about empires and he went on about a lot of different empires and they were kind of all the same. They all did the same thing. Like it's quite interesting to know about it once, but you know when you like you've seen one temple, you've seen them all. It was a little bit like oh the Romans see one did this. Yeah, you see one empire, they all do the same thing. They all like divide and conquer. Um hmm. but I did like I did find I tell you what I did find interesting, money. Mm. money i found interesting that whole yeah the whole and it it is clever when you think about it but like and and when he kind of says it's all uh something that's made up it's all like you know it's like a myth If, if we all stopped believing in the value of money tomorrow it would all fall apart like it's all part of a it's all something that's imagined by the human race because that was something that he said um gave us the ability to kick on like we did the ability to believe in faith and believe in stuff that isn't reality. Like imagine a future. Mm. Didn't he say that was like part of what allowed the homo sapiens to be able to progress because no other animals can yeah, yeah. like do no, no other species can do that. And with money, the, yeah. the ability to all have this common agreement of what it means and what it is, is actually a really fascinating thing mm. I find. Because it, yeah, imagine definitely. like the I, imagine the squabbles at the local markets before when it was like I'll trade you three apples for a chicken and it's like well no chicken's oh. worth four apples oh I'll give you four parsnips for an apple like, yeah. I don't like apples <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, how that would was you the be main breakdown yeah it was so you just have to live on apples it was the whole you can't it's like um, lower than a, a certain amount of people you need to know the people. Um, and the, those kind of those markets, you'd have to kind of know the traders and know who's who and talking to what. Whereas now, nowadays, with money, you you when you buy something off someone else, you're not trusting the person. You're or not just trusting the person. You're trusting money. You're not like trusting that they're going to give you yes. something in return. But you know, so they're not like you need a washing machine. And they're offering you a skateboard in, in like they want a skateboard in return. You're giving them money, which is the promise that they can get a skateboard from someone else. Like that, that's, that's what it is. It's just promises. And you know, that, that doesn't exist in other species. We were, what is it? We were able to, the first species, the first and only species that can uh, have fiction and create fiction. And yeah, faith that believe in religions and yeah. Stuff like that. Which was um, so cool. And like, uh, w- what I also liked about this in general is it, it does relate mm. back to some of the stuff we've spoken about before on the podcast and stuff like the subtle art of not giving a fuck. And like when he starts to talk about happiness and he was like, at the end of the day, you know, it's is happiness just chemicals in your body? And he talks a lot about um, the teachings of Buddhism, uh, in the, which is kind of what this, you know, Mark Manson with that book, uh, he, a lot of that is actually based on. So, yeah, lots of context for 
well, humanity, really. Sapiens. So There's a lot of stuff that interlinks because like, he talks about uh, the meat trade and we, we that, that, that pops up in a lot of stuff today and how mm. we've... Um, how we've almost modified animals to be in our favor. Like we'd breed yeah. the ones that could easily be tamed and mm-hmm. push out the aggressive ones so that we end up with animals that suit our needs. You know, like you're kind yeah. of modifying the species by selective breeding and then how we treat animals today when they're alive and what they go through. So there was all of that kind of stuff in there. And that pops up a lot in things like, yeah. uh, you know, David Attenborough, Extinction of Facts. You know, there was a lot in there. We've done done a lot in the podcast about racism and there was obviously the slave trade. He did the whole piece on the the slave trade and how that came about. You know, so there is a lot of, there was a lot of into like crisscross with stuff that we looked at before. Um, But from a kind of- Which I thought was interesting. Kind of, he, he, what I like is he encourages you to think critically in the sense that every time he poses a counterpoint, he phrases it like a question. So he's like, some people theorize this, but then if this happens like this, why does this happen? And it's kind of like a question. He, he poses it as a question. He, he puts a lot of it forward. And I've seen lots of people saying that, oh, he's too opinionated with his claims. But I found that actually in the book, he's posing it as an alternative thought. Therefore, like encouraging you as the reader to kind of question things, think out of the box. And it's like, well, if this is like this and we did it differently in the past, why do we do it like that now? Oh, no, I never thought about that. Thanks, mate. You know, you can branch out and kind of... Was that uh, me? <laughs> uh, no, it's just another part of me as well. Oh, okay. Because, yeah, we start genetically engineering uh, and selective breeding animals, uh, which then he talks about, you know, we're play- playing God in a certain sense. Uh, the first species to attempt to mm. play God and control uh, natural mm. selection. Mm. And then there's a little bit at the end, which is about the future of mankind, which is all speculative, but very interesting. Very, Quite cool. Yeah, very exciting. Um, because to just quickly on the natural selection thing, he talks about Hitler, doesn't he? And how that was the big premise for the Nazis, doesn't he? Or is that a different book? Yeah, the Aryan, the Aryan race and stuff like that. And yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the idea that like finding this ideal, yeah, like the same thing that we've done with the animals to do the same thing with the human race. You and me would not make the cut. Absolutely not. No. <laughs> Allergy, Allergy McGee over there and five foot two squeamish of birth over here. Well, um, what was it? It was <laughs> my my friend. For some, we, were, we were having a chat with the group, and it was someone made a claim that you needed a minimum you'd you need a minimum amount of people for a functional uh, society to avoid for a race to survive without like interbreeding and stuff like that. Um, and it was he claimed it was like oh you need at least fifty, um, but then after looking it up, it said that sorry. Yeah, What's this? You need 50 people to what? So if you had just, so if everyone died on earth, you'd need, how many people would you need to restart the human race? And so there's a minimum amount for 50 people. Well, there's a minimum amount to actually get it started with the, uh, um, a nicely mixed genome. But then there's also a minimum where we could have a sustained population. And that was lower. That was something that was less than 20. And the group of us 
Look, we looked around and realized that there is the exact amount of people in the room that technically could survive. <laughs> and so then we were like, yeah, but is it a good idea? And so I was like, well, are we the, are we the specimens that we really want to continue the human race? And, I, and we were like, I don't know. And I was like, right, every, right, everyone put your hands up and you've got to put, all right. Now first, put your hand down if you have an underlying medical condition. <laughs> okay <laughs> now hands up if you have any form of uh mental illness or condition cool and then we had like after like mm. just two rounds we had two people and we we're like guess it's up to you two then if it's <laughs> 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 you'll be creating the specimens and we'll have like the 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 rejects of the crew that uh we don't want so because that that talking about that and talking about like if you had to repopulate, obviously you'd be doing a lot of um, you'd be doing a lot of like banging around, crashing, mm. banging to make the kids. And that was something that he said in the book that um, because when human the, the Homo sapiens were just going at it, basically there was no concrete like nobody knew confidently whose kids were whose. So yeah, the, that was the men in the tribes just looked after everyone's kids as if they were their own because they were all just, mm. you know, they were all just going left, right and center. And I was like, I quite like that. I think quite like that. I'd be better in that situation. If I knew I had a kid, but it wasn't a hundred percent my responsibility and that like, you'd help me out a little bit. <laughs> so- <laughs> Shelf Ed would do a little bit, change a couple of nappies. Like I thought, actually if I had the lads around me and they're all like, to help me i'd be more up for having a kid like if there was a little community of us and we were like right we're gonna muck in together and then we're all gonna pull our own little bit away oh yeah i'll be a class i'll I'll, I'll, I'll do like one little part i'll take them down and watch the football on a sunday or something and you you, you can do music you just want to be fun dad that's all you're saying you just want to be fun dad with no responsibility that's literally all you're saying Zero responsibility, no. Luke, right now. No, 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 no. Uh, I'll teach Luke, them something. You'll, you'll rub out the chalkboard that has the uh, nappy cleaning rotor on and be like, oh, uh, but it wasn't me next on the rotor. <laughs> Who wants to watch the footy? <laughs> you got Sports Direct mug as well. <laughs> uh, I, don't think, so I, did- I don't think we'd let you get away with that, Luke. Oh, would make you okay. you'd, you'd have to muck in but like the problem the problem would be in that situation is like if you took our group of friends like the ones that all go camping together and yeah. it was actually backs against the wall like we've all got to muck in and restart the earth there would be some awkward encounters wouldn't there to like if you think about oh that, yeah they can't be related to begin with as well like you oh, can't right, yeah you gotta be oh, so no one's related to of- no one's related in this, in the scenario in the scenario. So you'd have to you'd have to sit and pick so off we, which sibling you wanted, basically. Well, no, as it, I, I don't know how the maths would work and how you'd actually calculate it's, it. It's funny, isn't it? It's weird. It's funny. It is. Okay. A, it's, a, it's, it's a weird. It's a weird thought. But um, yeah. no, I'm definitely but, but at the end of the co-parenting, day, co-parenting. Co-parenting. Big fan. You've learned that you want from this book. You've learned that you want to be part of a cooperative parent scheme. Yeah, I'd, I'd be up for that. <laughs> I reckon. I reckon that can be our next app. Let's build it. What can we call what, it? Bor- <laughs> borrow my dad. Instead of Boris bikes, it's Boris blokes or something like that. 
Boris blokes, you're just swiping through them. Just, just, just like alcoholic, gambler, drug addiction. Oh, this guy looks quite nice. Oh, um, <laughs> short, and, and it, non-aggressive. Takes them to the footy. Love it. <laughs> right. <laughs> and if you and if you've got borrow my dad Prime, you'll turn up within 24 hours. Like he's on the front door. <laughs> <laughs> pay a monthly subscription <laughs> what happens what happens if i start lending my account to other people you get catfish dad catfish dad turns up where it's not the dad that you were expecting blocked god <laughs> you don't look anything like your pictures <laughs> oh god <sighs> but uber should be scared um did you want to talk about yeah. the, the modern day or did you want to just wrap it up the modern, did you have something for the modern day? I found it, you um, know, the modern day talking about capitalism. As he talks about religion and all the different ideologies and kind of culture prospects that society has mm. had and now has, it, it, mm. it's interesting and it's kind of, it, it contextualizes a lot of what's going on in the world. So, but there's yeah. nothing specifically about that. that Not even um, the living forever stuff. The, the idea that in 2050 that people could become immortal. Oh, the future stuff. Live. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. was wicked. Like, that was... That's crazy. That's a mad... That is a mad thought, isn't it? Would you take yeah. that choice? If Right, okay, if somebody came to you and said, Travis, you're going to be immortal, you're going to live forever, but that means you've got an eternity of Monday nights doing the podcast with Lou. It's never going to end. We're here every Monday, religiously. Count me out. Like, 100%. <laughs> oh, no! I, was, uh, I was adamant you were going to say in. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I don't know. If I had the choice to be, like, completely fit and healthy up until the point I died, yeah, definitely. But mm. living forever, I don't know. I don't know. I've had some close, close calls in my life so far and uh yeah i think you just need to enjoy life as it is than continuously trying to extend it so we could go off into the wilderness together when we'd had enough just hold hands walk hand <laughs> in hand out out into the ocean together <laughs> <laughs> just, just you and me walking into the sunset just oh, like jesus christ yeah. it's been good <laughs> Like, a, a, like the village elder gets left behind, <laughs> you know, as the, yeah, as the tribe like moves that. on, you know, it's time for you two to go. Yeah. It's like, yeah, we haven't really contributed much. We know <laughs> yeah, we only took the kids to footy games and taught them guitar. That's it. No, sorry. <laughs> You're off. I think we'd be quite all right at that. I think we'd be good. I think yeah. if we had to be a co-parent situation, whatever little bastard ended up in our, in our, in our wrath. In our wrath, <laughs> in our little club, I think they'd we'll do all right. come out. Yeah, I think they'd come out all right. I think if they had my personality and your brain, they'd be flying. Half a man, at least. Other way round, <laughs> your personality, my brain, they're fucked. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, <laughs> Wait. <laughs> how um, have you done this, <laughs> cheeky bastard? Just... But yeah, I, um, I I I enjoyed that that idea of. Um, mm-hmm the the immortal thing that that really got me thinking because i do mm-hmm. think that there is gonna it, it, it you, you 
when he was talking about how the human race might differ and how in the future they might be kind of flying around from different galaxies, they might be completely different to who we are now as the mm. human race, you know, like cyborgs almost with the way that cyborgs, technology... Androids, yeah. synthesoids, yeah. Yeah. And you go, fuck, that could actually happen. They could look back at us like we're cavemen, mm. like cave cavemen with our flesh and bones. Oh, yeah, humans used to be made of flesh and bones. And they used to have allergies. They used to eat a slice of, <laughs> used to eat a slice of bread and they used to shit themselves. <laughs> what, like, do you know what I mean? They used to be scrawny little pasty what? things that couldn't <laughs> fly that like could hardly Couldn't run. fly. Yeah, that's the main. Yeah. yeah, I don't like running either, to be honest. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'd definitely go for an upgrade. <laughs> they they might look back at you like, God, mm. Travis Sapien, Travis Erectus. Like, what a poor... <laughs> what a Travis Erectus. <laughs> <laughs> Morondethal. <laughs> Travis Erectus. <laughs> sounds like... That sounds awful, actually. <laughs> yeah, I know. You said it. <laughs> it's, I just, I just, you said I just, it and I heard it. I know it sounds awful. <laughs> I just imagine, I just imagine you, you bring, you bring in a girl home and she just flicks the light off and then just hears Tra- Travis Erectus. What, like a Harry Potter spell? <laughs> Travis Erectus. <laughs> when Guardian oh, Leviosa. I need a good night's sleep. I'm too deluded. Oh, yeah. dear. There, there well, is no way you should laugh at your own jokes as much as I do. They really shouldn't. Mm. It's not on. But yeah, that well, was Well, in cool. a moment, we'll go, we'll go and laugh at some other person's jokes oh, as we review God. Daniel Schloss. But oh. first up, we need to decide. Sapiens. Okay. Is so, it going in the library? I mean, from, from my point of view, negatives are that you come away from it and it's like, I like a book that you come away from and like you can actionable things. There's nothing yeah. that I can take away that's actionable from this. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was much better than reading Guardians of the Galaxy or whatever, where it's all a load of fluff because it's actually some stuff that did supposedly happen. So, um, it's in that middle ground for me. It's like, you don't come Can't away with this anything. is in the middle ground of usefulness. <laughs> well, I definitely enjoyed it. And it definitely made me think about things differently, especially co-parenting. Um, and it has <laughs> has opened my eyes. I would definitely recommend it to people. Yeah. But it is a slog, isn't it? It's a slog of a book. It yeah, to be honest, a- it was when you said to me, you said to me, you were like, oh, uh I'm at 15%, but don't worry, I'm going to get it done this weekend. And I was like, mm. no. <laughs> no, you did and I not. I failed miserably. I was like, Travis, we need to push back a week. I can't do it. Um, right. You heard so, it here first, yeah, no, guys. I, I would honestly, if you want to know some stuff about people from the past, mm. great book. I really yes. enjoyed it. Yeah, I... Obviously, recommending it as well. I, I, I recommended it to my dad, and I said um, it's the kind of one because I, re- I recommended it in some Wim Hof as well, just to check it out. And I oh, said the Wim Hof is one you got to read through and understand. Um, yeah, I love Sapiens Wim Hof. is probably like divide up the chapters per a week or something, or the sections per a poo. So sit on the loo and read mm-hmm. a section, and then get off. So right. that might work. Okay, you you see, this makes me uncomfortable. What does? Reading on the toilet. I don't actually read on the toilet, but... Okay. For those that do. How long do you spend on the toilet? Uh, 
minute or two. Oh, okay. That's okay. That's fine. I'm happy. We can move we can move <laughs> on with that. I've got a real thing about people that sit on the toilet they, for longer than they need to be there. It really well, gets to me. Our listeners at home are finally thankful that they have the answer to how long Travis spends on the toilet. Something they've been wanting to hear for series. But we passed the test, guys. <laughs> we, uh, we passed the test. We passed the moron standards of uh, how long you should spend on the toilet. So we are now allowed to move on to the next thing <laughs> on our list today, yes. which is... Um, which is part of a comedy, technically a series. There's only two episodes though, <clears throat> on Netflix. Uh, from Did you watch comedian both? Daniel Schloss? Uh, I watched one. Yeah, I, yeah, I watched one as well because right, we yeah, picked yeah, one. Cool. But I, I did start watching. I'm going to watch the second one. Um, yeah, I did start, but then I had other things to do last night. Um, yeah, I, t- I told so. I told you as well the week that I started watching it and realised that I'd already seen it before. Um, but yeah, this Daniel Schloss guy, he's Scottish comedian and he's, he's part of a tour that he's that he did in America. So one of the dates from his American tour, uh, which plays mm. into one of the uh, stand-up parts of his routine as he talks about his time in America, which is which is always <laughs> always good to get a nice European's opinion on America. Especially if they're well, a comedian, the, the size of Americans, how fat they are. The fat, the fat thing is that what you're talking about here? Well, that and um, talking about his um, his re- his his religion joke in uh, oh, the place before, beautiful, beautiful, which was, beautiful, beautiful. <laughs> which was uh, the guy said that he would uh, uh, he he told a joke with a punchline, and Christianity was the butt of the joke. And half the audience got up and left or something like that. <laughs> and one of them threatened to shoot him. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, that joke is where he basically says <clears throat> that the disappointment parents get on Christmas Day when their kids thank Santa for the presents. You know, it's like they've put all this hard yeah. work in to get in the presence and then the, you know, the joy on the kid's face and then the kid's like, thanks Santa for the presence. And you're like, what the fuck? He, he links that to being like the doctor who's helped somebody get through cancer. And that patient then thanks God. And he does that whole <laughs> skit where he's like looking on the clipboard and he's like, yeah, yeah can't maybe s- I missed something. Yeah. Can't no. see the Lord's name on here. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then he winds it all the way back and says, isn't God the one that gave you cancer in the first place? So that's the joke, isn't it? And he said that um, obviously 40% of the audience got up and left. Um, yeah. His, his, so obviously the, 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 the series or whatever, this, this little short Netflix special is called Dark. Mm. Yeah. And um, it is perfectly named because his sense of humor is toe curling at some point. Like some points. Do you think? I didn't find it that that dark. Like, like I found it like he had those jokes. Dead sister. Wait, which part of the dead sister joke? The one when they got out the car. Oh, that was brilliant. That was, that was, that was, uh, that, I mean, this is hard for anybody that's not watched it listening to us because. Yeah. So yeah, he, he, he does a, he does a skit about, um, his, his sister who, uh, had cerebral palsy, which, uh, like the guy from inside I'm dancing, uh, Mm. that we watched, uh, earlier this season. And, um, uh, yeah, he, he does a whole skit about her relationship and his, and, um, 
how she dealt with her disability and all the funny things that came out of this. And he mm-hmm. was, he's, he kind of talks about, you know, you know, the people, people only get uncomfortable about disabilities is because you are unfamiliar with them and you haven't been around like enough people with disabilities and stuff like that. And it's all about context. And yeah, so, so there was the one when they did the car that, um, my favorite part was when they talked about, they had the car crash and how his sister, um, couldn't oh, yeah, connect the emotion to the situation. And if she was ever in a situation that was new and didn't know how to react, she'd go through her memories, find a similar situation and react in that way, which usually worked. But in the context of the car crash, the only thing she could recall was a roller coaster ride. So after this car had flown off the road and done a couple of turns, her response, he's there sat there crying as a kid. Her response is, and <laughs> uh, she's having a great time so because she she thought it was uh she related it to the same she related to the roller coaster, coaster, which is because he, crazy he has that he has that moment where he then says my mum picked up my my sister like a sack of wet towel well, he says wet wet towels or so like raggedy towels, Ann yeah. or something mm. and 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 the audience kind of does a bit of a gasp don't they to be like and 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 he he you then see a side of him that is almost like it's it's so it's so I don't know how to describe it I don't know whether it's raw or whether it's yeah like a switch flicks and then you start to be yeah. like oh I thought oh we were kind of here having fun but you're kind of I, I you like you oh don't my- you don't know if you're being like told off or or something yeah. like that but it's he's kind of like, like he's gonna lynch you isn't it because he's like yeah. basically saying who the fuck are you feeling so who no one's asking you f- to feel sorry for this situation mm. like it's my sister who are you to react in that way to tell me how to talk about my sister and he basically tells the audience to fuck off and and it's a real like pin drop moment of like that could yeah. go either way for me but I yeah com- i completely which was great him. It was brilliant that moment. Yeah, because he because he he did that, and then then everyone's there kind of getting quietly. And you know, he's obviously a professional comedian, and he kind of get he kind of runs with this awkwardness just the right amount, and then just drops a little joke at the end that makes you go, "Oh, good, I am still watching a comedy special." Fuck. Oh, jeez. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's a yeah, great balance and stuff. one, one thing that he said that I could really relate to, because it happened to me at school. It didn't happen to me. It happened to a friend. He talks about his sister dying. And I, re- I really like his outlook on death. I think he's got a fantastic mm-hmm. way of coping with death. But he talks about his sister dies. And, and the thing that annoyed him the most was people saying sorry. Yeah. And the thing that annoyed him the most was how people wrapped him in bubble wrap. And he went back to school and he was the first picked in the PE for sports. And he's like, that's never, you know, mm. I'm never picked first. And it was all a sympathy thing. People wrapped him in bubble wrap. People reacted to him differently. And he wanted everybody to stay normal. Um, and do you know that kind of like that kind of resonated Massively, because I had a friend at school who lost his mum, unfortunately, to cancer when we were in year nine. Mm. And he said those exact words to us. He was like, boys, don't change because I come to school and school is the only place that is normal. Like, if you guys start being different, my whole life is different. I go home and my mum's not there and I see photos of her and everything like that and it's fucked. I come here and she was never here. So if you guys stay the constant, then that keeps at least half of my world 
spinning how it should. And I was like, fuck. Like when, when I was in year nine, I was like, that was like, it really hit me. And, yeah. and he, he, he said the same thing. And I was like, it's so true. That is, that is so true how you should react to, mm. to death and coping with it. I think personally, anyway. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's, it's a lot of, obviously they're going through like a fuck ton more, but it's a lot of pressure on you when you're just like, you question yourself with like, am I acting normal right now? Would I normally say this? Or like, mm. you know, am I, am I doing it differently? And yeah, he, he says like, yeah, by all means, you know, don't ignore it. Don't rec- like recognize it, but just, yeah, the, the sympathy and the, the saying, sorry, uh, then led to his joke of the, it was like, why did, was it you? Did, did you do it? <laughs> <laughs> Mom, I found the guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And yeah, well, I, yeah. And his kind of, the kind of, I've never like from a stand up routine, you, you, you sit there and you, you're expecting some jokes. And this was one of those things where it wasn't just like funny. It was thought provoking and, kind of took you on a little emotional, you know, ride as he talks about, you know, his sister and, and, you know, his, his past. And it's not like it's, it's not like it's a sad story that he then sugarcoats and jokes. He lets it be sad when it's sad and he lets it be awkward when it's awkward, but then Mm. continues to, to keep the, the, um, the, the story going. And yeah, it's like, it's like, a very talented, uh, like over the top version of a conversation with your mate, like your funny mate or something like that. Mm. Who's actually having a good conversation with you as opposed to just cracking mm. wise all the time. So yeah, it was, it was really, really nice balance. And I'm, I'm going to watch the second one as well. Uh, when I've got yeah, the time. So, I'm going to watch the second one. He the only th- the only thing that I did question is he did a sketch about when he put mouthwash on his penis, <laughs> um, which he calls the Slossness Monster. Schloss, Schlossness Monster. Schlossness Monster. Right, we're really going to get into the gritty bits here, everybody listening. We're talking about the mouthwash on the penis joke, and Luke has something to input here. So yeah, I'm hold your breath. The science, you know, I'm a stickler for the science. Um, basically, I. Um, tried this yourself. Yep. Okay. Uh, no, 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 no. I saw, <laughs> I saw a grown man put mouthwash on his penis. He actually put his penis in the mouthwash. Um, <laughs> right. But he, he, he came back from a one night stand and we were, it was in the morning and we were all sitting in the kitchen and we all gave him the look and he was like, um, he was like, I shouldn't have done that. She, I shouldn't have slept with her. It's disgusting. Da, 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 da. And he was basically expressing that what he'd done was wrong and he wasn't happy with himself. He was so disgusted with himself that he was going to clean his penis with mouthwash, right? So that's what he was going to do. So off he went, collected mm. the mouthwash, Listerine, green one, came back oh, into not the Listerine. kitchen. That's, that's List- dangerous. <laughs> Listerine, filled up a mug with Listerine and then proceeded to dunk his penis like a biscuit. <laughs> Into the um, into the cup of Listerine, right? To which I can only say, said penis blew up like a mushroom. Like said penis went fucking humongous. Like, and he was in a, he was in a world of trouble. Now, in Daniel Sloss's story, he then continues the sexual act um, after putting mouthwash on his penis. But there was no way this chap was doing anything. He had like, he, you know, this is Listerine. That, it, that stuff is violent. Have you seen the character out of um, 
Have you seen the character out of Mario with the mushroom on his head? His penis, Toad. basically. Oh. <laughs> oh, God. oh, probably with the spots as well, the red marks as well. Oh, mate, he was, he was not in a good way. And, and uh, yeah, because there was a part of me when he said, I'm going to dunk my penis in this stream. There was a part of me that was like, this could be like groundbreaking. He could be onto a winner here. What's because- it going to do? What's it going to stop? The, well, the shower the, won't stop. It's going to make the experience. I would, well, if I if I had to suck a penis and one was normal flavored and one was minty, I'm choosing minty every time. <laughs> like a candy stick. Okay. Are you not? Are you going to uh, yeah. a normal flavored penis? No, I don't know. Is it like the difference between eating a Brussels sprout and eating a Brussels sprout covered in bacon, <laughs> <laughs> bacon and cheese? <laughs> Yeah, okay, yeah. I'd probably take the bacon and cheese-covered Brussels sprouts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, See, yeah. exactly. Yeah, no, no, okay. So yeah. that's what I'm thinking. I was thinking revolutionary. I don't know. I was Maybe I was thinking that I would have been known around the university as Minty Luke, or you, you start getting a bit of a reputation for like having a mint-flavoured <laughs> penis, then more people are going to be inquisitive and think, oh, I want to meet the guy that's got... Such a shit claim claim to fame. I call it it spearmint, love me. (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying to think. There's got to be one in there for polo. Yeah, I was thinking polo. (laughs) (laughs) What are some of the... Oh, God. uh, Fisherman's friends. (laughs) (laughs) Fisherman's friends. Get get hooked on my fisherman friend. Mint company. Mint company. Oh. Slogans. Thirty catchy mix yeah. slogans. <laughs> so I was a little bit like not sure about his uh his his sketch with mouthwash and penis. Well he because my experiences with mouthwash and penis are different. But um I still enjoyed the joke. But you've tr- you've had like normal wa- ma- you've tried normal mouthwash and Listerine. Right. Oh, Listerine packs a punch. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> and, and, and the way that Daniel Sloss described it is he was like tapping it like aftershave on his penis. Yeah. Whereas this was biscuit dunking. <laughs> oh, this was like, he was, was teabagging. <laughs> yeah, he was like getting it in there, swirling it about. Um, mm. When he put my mug back, I was like, I better wash that before I use it next time. Yeah. <sighs> Always dicks. It always ends I up mi- on dicks. I, I miss uni. <laughs> I miss uni because I've got so many stories like that. Um, but do you recommend... You might not recommend putting your dick into mouthwash, mm. but would you recommend that somebody watches Daniel Schloss talk about his Schloss? I would. I think. I think... I do think you've got to be... Like... You said that it isn't dark humour. I completely disagree because I think if you compare it to somebody like Michael McIntyre, I would say Michael McIntyre is not dark humour. No, but if you compared it to... sadistic bastard. If you compared it to like some Jimmy Carr, Ricky Gervais stuff, I would say it's not the kind of... That kind of... That's what I think when I think of like a dark humour. I'd say his is like heavy. It's, 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 It's heavy kind of stories. It weighs on you as opposed to actually being... Dark, but he does have the moments like calling his sister Raggedy Ann. Yeah, you kind yeah, of. Yeah, oh mate, there's definitely some moments in there. Like he talk, he makes a comparison between paedophiles and vegans as well. 
Mm. He says, yeah, the joke yeah, is something along the lines moments, of, yeah. yeah, there is there is definitely some moments in there. So a little bit of a warning, people. It's not as rosy as Travis likes to make it out. Travis is basically a sadistic Just trying to sneak him in. <laughs> Just trying to put bums on seats. <laughs> <laughs> We're trying to send it. Um, so yeah, I would say like it is a bit of the, but if you like that kind of thing, I think it is, I think it is good. It's only an hour. So yeah. I quite liked that. It's easy to kind of sit. I, I sat down last night. And I was like, oh, do I want to watch this? Can I be asked? And like, I was 20 minutes in, like, this is brilliant. And I'm glad that <laughs> I'm glad that we've watched it. Yeah. And I think he's got a good outlook on life. And whenever I lose someone close to me, Travis, please just rip the piss out of me. That's basically what I want you to do. So don't um, change. Yeah. Give you, change. give you terrible responsibilities, like posting on the Instagram story while we're not having an episode. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll continue. Yeah. Yeah. Make sure Never we keep doing lesson. this every Monday. Yeah. So yeah, I would recommend it. Would you recommend it? Definitely, yeah. I, I, I thought it was great. I was gonna, I'll, uh, I was gonna recommend it to my housemates. Gonna sit down and maybe watch the second one. So definitely. So it's been a positive day today. We found, we found, we've got two, technically three things have gone in the recommendation today, and we had a look at our charming personalities. In the form of numbers. This is, this is like makeup sex, isn't it? Yeah. You know when you like had the you've had the, <laughs> you've had the big argument, <laughs> and then and then and then we got back together after having an argument and done like a podcast that's just been like, yeah, it's like raw. It's like <laughs> this is our version of makeup sex. <laughs> that's too good. <laughs> why why has it tickled you <laughs> why is it that funny it's, it's our makeup podcast it's our, it's make, our makeup podcast makeup, yeah. makeup, makeup episode so if we want to have a good episode if we want to have a good episode next we got time a we have, to have a little squabble yeah and then yeah. have a makeup episode yeah maybe, maybe yeah is. every other week we do a podcast because each week we have a falling out and you each know we're we falling out <laughs> we must be close to the end of the season now. What's this? Is this episode This is 10? number 10. So we've got two yeah. more episodes two before more. we go over everything that we've gone over and pick our favourites. And then who knows what happens next. But we uh, we won't have as much to do this this season, I don't think, because we've had a few guests that have taken up mm, time, haven't we? So, mm, yeah. Um, nice nice way to... I'm up for the little recap. So two more weeks. Um, yeah. Shall we try and get another book on the go? Oh, God. Yeah. Picking new things. Good point. Do we, did we want to do Abby's book? Abby's book recommendation? So you want to do Abby's book? You want to go for Abby's book? Okay. Yeah, because we could, we no could, book, we could no book do the book. We could do the book. And then by the time we finish the book, we'll start doing the challenge as well. So it can all go hand in hand. Okay. That'll work quite well. Um, what is the book called? Attraction. Uh, Attraction by Amir. Have I, have I got that right? Come on. Uh, actually, maybe it's not. <laughs> uh. You said you wrote it down. Nope. Hold on. No, you, you asked me what it was once and I remembered it because she said something. It sounds like something else or something. Didn't she? Oh, hold on. We need to, okay, right. So, so we'll do that, but that's not going to be ready for next week. So then I guess we do for next week, uh, an album and a, um, movie. Of some sort. Or documentary. Do you know what I really want to watch? Is this going to be about the burnt murder? Or the not murder? Go on. Which? There was like a hotel where there was murders? Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Of course you do. 
I want to watch that because a few people have said that's really good. Okay. So, well, do you want to... Uh, well, it's I'm, called uh, Attached by Amir Levine. And I uh, thought of Adam Levine. Adam Levine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did I say Attached? No, I, I obviously had Attached uh, and I was checking to see... Uh, which one it what was? What did I just say? You, you, got, you, got, you got the net. I, I was like, "Is is the book called Attached?" And you said, "Have you found one that's by Amir Levine?" And I was like, "Ah, yeah, okay, yeah." So that's the book we're going to start um, with albums and stuff. Are we picking or are we audience recommendationing? Audience recommendationing. You get a few okay. more out there. Um, All right. Were there any that picked your fancy? And you want to do this? Um, this murder hotel documentary thing. I would, I've been told by four people to watch it. That is the one benefit and the one downfall of this podcast is now people are like, put it, watch this for the Travis Pepper. I'm like, okay. And four mm-hmm. people in the last week have said, this is worth watching. Okay. Cool. But it's four episodes of about 40 minutes each. Okay, cool. Cause so that like is the only film. thing that has deliberately n- not been recommended to me <laughs> i've okay so so loads of people i've heard recommending it to each other no one recommended it to me but one person told me not to watch it <laughs> so i've had four people say watch it it, sh- it shows yeah. you the difference of the social groups we hang around in doesn't yeah, it yeah definitely <laughs> fuck you <laughs> uh, <laughs> um cool and then music um so we doing it after all that after all that song and dance we're going to do it. Cecil Hotel. Yeah, I guess so. The, the, the disappearing in the Cecil Hotel. And uh, yeah, so then we've also got to do something with music. Music. Um, I got... Oh, no. No, that was, that was my recommendation. Okay. Tash tana has got a new album. I was going to say uh, that technically no, we, we, still that. Have, we, still, we still haven't got the... Um, We've got a female in the podcast. Uh, yeah, playlist. do you know what? Let's do that. Let's let's get a female in. Well, because I have a recommendation um, that I'd like to try and get in. Um, if you're up for it, mental, mental. Or do you have anything? Check this next week. It's uh, yeah. So sh- shall I just pick an album that 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 I know and what, what you think you might like, or how do you want? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Do that. Okay, well, um, this is Madison Cunningham, and the album is Who Are You Now? Came out 2019. Discovered it beginning of last year. Madison Cunningham, what's happened till now? Who are you now? Oh, who are you now? (laughs) This is whole Captain Fantastic all over again. Mr. Fantastic. This week, we have had three things going. We have... We've got The Cecil, Netflix, and we've got Madison Cunningham. Who Mm. are you now? Boom. And we've got the book to start. Oh, Attraction. No. What was it? Adam... Adam Levine. Amy Levine. <laughs> the guy from Maroon 5 doubled Attached. up, wrote a book. Attached. Oh, what did I say? Attracted. Attraction. <laughs> right. Good work, kids. Nice week this week. 
Nice to be back, mate. I've missed you. Yeah, everybody's listening. Everything's all right. Don't worry. We're back together. Mummy and daddy are oh, sticking that's together. Wrong. <laughs> right. In child, children, childbirth. <laughs> <laughs> After you. you described this as makeup sex. <laughs> Found your limit. <laughs> All right. Yeah, See you no, next week. We're not. We're not <laughs> mum and dad. That's pathetic. It's the Travis Pepper Show. Thanks for listening. Because you've made it until the end, I'd like to think that you've enjoyed yourself. If you did, or even if you didn't, then uh, just leave us a review and follow us on Instagram at Mentoring a Moron Podcast, where you can get in touch, send us recommendations, and see how we're getting on with our challenges. See you next week.